Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa Beck's wearing all black today. I mean, she's serious. She is going to bring the heat. So, Lisa, today, we as we continue to talk through simple strategies that people can actually put on one piece of paper, and we've just systematically been going through all 21 steps. Today, we're talking about something that's a pretty big concept it is literally the house will fall apart if you don't have these things. Hint, hint, right? Um, but this is really designed for those business owners that you know you're not you're not getting McKinsey or someone from Harvard to do your strategy. No, no, no. This is probably on your shoulders. You got to figure it out yourself. You are looking for a simple, practical, and actionable way to move your business forward so that your business can stop running you. Right? Right. And you can actually see the potential that you know you have. You see it. You just got to figure out how to line it all up. And that's what we're talking about today. And the concept today is pillars. So, Lisa, give some context around pillars. Well, I'm going to give context in the sense that I redid a kitchen years ago, and I wanted to open things up. Mm. And in one tear down walls. Oh well, yeah, I wanted to tear down a wall, but unfortunately, the builder comes in and he goes, mm, "Can't do that because that is a load bearing wall." Mm. And if we take that out, and I'm sure anyone who's ever gone through renovation before has understands has, what a load understands bearing, yeah. the load bearing wall. And so that's really what a pillar is. When we're talking about a pillar of strategy, it is what holds your main thing up. So if you think of your main thing, your objective as being the roof of a house and the pillars that support it being the load-bearing walls without which the house would fall down. That's sort of what we're talking about today. What are your pillars? What's holding up your your objective? And that is fabulous. Even, even smaller companies like us should have pillars, right? Correct. Everybody has pillars. So if you say, I get it. Makes sense for bigger companies. I just don't know what our pillars are. We're going to talk through through examples, and then we've got some tips for you exactly how to find what your pillars are. So why don't we start with ours? I think we should start with ours. Okay. Why don't you handle ours? All right, all right, ours. We have three pillars. Our first pillar is all built around seeing the potential in other businesses, helping business owners find their potential. The second is, and it should be no surprise to you, unless this is the first episode that you've ever listened to, we, a second pillar is simple strategies, right? And then the third pillar is easy access to the right resources. Those are our pillars by which everything that we build upon, so our 12-month plan 
is tested. It's a filter, but it's also tested uh, with, will this actually, will the pillars hold this up? Yes or no? Pretty easy filter, right? Because then you can apply everything that you do against the pillars that hold up your main objectives. Does this fall under one of those pillars? Is this part of that pillar of strength? Yes. So, or yes and. Yes the, and. The, I think what, what business owners find themselves in is when you, when you truly set those pillars and you truly know... No, this is this is the yes and part of who we are. And the yes part is the technical piece of what you do. The and part is the something else. It is the something special. That and piece is the reason that your clients hire you, okay? And so your pillar should speak to both the uh, the yes and the and, okay? So when you when you start to lay out this, when you start to think about it, make sure, that you run it through the filter because you may find yourself as a business owner trying to talk yourself into the reason this doesn't need to fit into this is because, and when you do that, you're operating outside of your pillars. And Lisa, you brought I the- love, love, love. I've got the best example for this. Yes. So when Jack Welch took over GE in the 80s, he applied this principle the, the pillar principle, so to speak, and he called it the three-circle concept. Mm. And so he took every uh, product and division of GE and he placed it in one of, or tried to place it in one of three uh, circles, services, technology, or core. And so those were the three pillars of the GE house. And so, for example, under core, they had their main uh, core business of lighting and then under services, they had nuclear. And then under technology, they had aerospace engineering. But then they had these other divisions, such as the houseware division, which didn't fit within the three core circles. So the the outside divisions were sort of in the side yard. It's kind of like someone tried to build an addition onto the house without a supporting beam. Mm. And what Jack Welch said was, hey, if it does not fit in the main house, we're going to divest it. And so he divested the housewares division and anything else that didn't fall under the three core pillars of services technology and uh, core. I'm so glad you brought that up because the houseware division itself, I can so see how that evolved because you have lighting, yes, right? And if you have lighting, you might as well. And next thing you know, you have houseware divisions. What do you know what the houseware division included? I, I really don't. Yeah. I should have looked more into that, no, but no, it was a lot of different little things. I think there's another filter that they probably looked through and that's, is it profitable and is it scalable? Because if it's not profitable and it's not scalable and it doesn't fit, see ya. Yeah, needs gone. to go. Yes. But I think so many companies in their, uh, I don't know what, I'm, I'm going to say a word and it may offend someone, so I just won't say it. Um, that's new. Subtlety wow, intact. Yeah. Wow. Usually I'm the one. If you give me the word, I'll say it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't believe my mother would be so proud right now. Um, but I think so many business owners try and bring on anything that they can yes. to help them grow revenue without really looking at whether it's a benefit. And like you said, is it profitable and 
unscalable. And instead, they're just building onto their house, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot written recently about conglomerates, and GE's a conglomerate, and Jack Welch pared it down. The new CEO, um, after Jeff Immel, is, is paring down again. He is saying, we have got to get back to simple. And an organization, it doesn't matter how much money, how many resources you have, when it gets so complex that nobody understands, you, you, you will never survive. You'll never survive. And when you get away from these three pillars, which is, we're not, we didn't make up three, it seems to be a theme over and over and over again. So why don't you give us another example? Because that was brilliant. I love it. And um, I think my next example. I love this one. Is my favorite. It's good. So, other than you know, of course, second to ours, correct? Oh, of course. Yes. Ours is yes. The yes. Okay. All right, just, just check. Ours is the ultimate example, of course. Well, for small businesses, it I think is. I think it applies. You know, because I talk about, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a CPA by trade. I worked in public accounting. I worked as a CFO. Worked as a COO. I understand the business side of things, but that's not my and. That's just my uh, my technical abilities. My and is I have the unique ability to help business owners unlock the potential in their business. And then I go back to the yes part, and we say, okay, now that we've got this this thing that you already had, by the way, business owner, you already had this. I just helped you uncover it. Now that we have this, let's run it through some financial modeling to see if it's actually going to generate a profit and it's going to be scalable. That's the power of that yes and. So give us the example with that little bit of context. So with that little bit of context, my next example is Google. So when Google, um, their strategy was to create a new business model for newspapers, Okay, really a new business model for information. Uh. And so their three pillars were monetization, engagement, and distribution. So they had to figure out how are they going to monetize what they're doing in their business model. And that's from, you know, getting people to pay for news or ads. Yeah. That, which makes sense, yeah. Google Ads. And then engagement is involve the reader. Google's the world's largest search engine for information. And then distribution. How do you collect and disseminate that information? And we all know about Google's algorithms and, and the spiders that crawl sites and turn in trying to sort of accumulate information in the proper sort of channels yeah, so that give you people the best most most relevant piece of information yes. on your search. So that was their strategy, the new business model for information the pillars. and then the pillars of monetization, engagement and distribution. So I love that example cuz I think it totally exemplifies the yes and that you were talking about, which is here's the technical and here's the and part of it, yes, which it being yes, online. Yes, so good, so good. And so think about that. Let's go back to what you said. You said newspaper. Newspapers and Google have the same thing, which is information that their target customer wants to learn about, wants to read about, right? Same exact, that's their yes. Their yes is the same. Their and, completely different. And that's what changed the game. That was fabulous. Lisa, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Ah, 
No. What's your okay. What's your yes and? I knew that was going to come at some point. Um, I already know it. I already know it. Really? Yeah. Well, so, then you so, say what my yes and is. Your yes is marketing and branding. That's you live it, you breathe it, you love it. Your and is that you have the unique ability to see where an organization needs to go through the context of their strategy, through that long-term lens, and not just pl- apply a quick-hit marketing gimmick, but really deploy something that is going to be effective for a long-term strategy and have a return. How about that? And that is actually what I was going to say, is that I do have the two sides of the, I hate the word marketing, you know, I think it should all just be part of a strategy, part of your brand. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's that's correct. Yeah. It can't be a one-hit wonder campaign. It has to be integrated into who you are as an organization. Yes, and we have some takeaways, takeaways and tips. And uh, yeah, so want to go into the first one. Can I do the first one since it's oh, sort I think of, you've already done I've it, already but done go the first ahead one. So and do it again. Here's the first tip, takeaway. Um, it's yes and. Take the yes and approach to who you are. So if you're if you're listening and you say, you know what, I'm a financial advisor, I'm a builder, I'm an accountant, I'm a lawyer. Okay, that's your yes. What's your and? I want to challenge you with what is your and because your and is why your target customer looks to you to solve their problem. That's where your value lies in the end. I am challenging you to search to search for that. I don't know that we need additional takeaways because at this moment in time, everyone who is listening to this podcast needs to just stop. Pull off if you if you're Pull, running. Yeah, if you're, so here's what you've just asked people to do. Okay, I'm running my dog. <laughs> I don't have a pencil or a piece of paper, and you know, I'm gonna stop. Or I'm driving and I'm pulling over if on the interstate. If they have a cell phone, do they we can have a disclaimer themselves. at the bottom of the we podcast that says if this causes an accident, it's not our fault? I know. I, I know a good lawyer. I think we can probably get okay. a disclaimer written and put it at the bottom That's of the good. podcast. That's good. So, and so they're going to, in the accident, the, uh, the officer is going to come up and they're going to say, no, 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 I wasn't looking at my phone. I was listening to this podcast called Caged Vision. And he's going to say, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. You had caged vision. That's why you ran into this other person. Listen, if you have car play, car play mode or whatever, you can voice memo it. Technology, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All Technology, right. all right. So, so, But once you get your yes and... The next tip or takeaway is you need to evaluate it and see if it's profitable and scalable. Because if it is not profitable, or even if it is profitable but not scalable, then it, it, it's not, you need to throw it away and start over again. Yeah, and I want to go through this profitable thing because, um, because I assume that everybody like thinks the same way I do because I've got this accounting background. <laughs> wait, Thank God. Wait. Yeah, I know. Don't, Whoa. You know, I know. Whoa. I know. No, I mean from an accounting standpoint. Okay. Whoo. Right, well, right. I know that's still scary. So let's but just go, go let's go back to the base. Revenue is, is the thing that you charge your customer. Right? Profit is the difference between how much it costs you to generate that thing and um, what you charged, right? Income, business income is after all the other bills are paid, okay? So when uh, a lot of business owners, uh, in a way, feel embarrassed because they're generating revenue, 
but they're not making any money. And that leaves them feeling frustrated. If you do a yes and approach, right, and you focus on, then you take the next step, which you just referenced, is this profitable and is this scalable? So let's go into scalable because I want to touch on that a little bit. It's a word that people are like, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Here's what I mean. Does it take you redoing it over every single time to generate the same level of income? Yes or no? Was that clear enough? I think that's very clear. Yeah. So if it's scalable, you don't have to repeat the same process over and over and over again. So look for things that are profitable and scalable. So your yes plus your and plus what's profitable plus what's scalable. Oh, and then the best. But there's a... The There's third, the third piece, right? The three E's. Right. And I really like the three E's. Is And that's the concept that whatever your and is, if it's profitable and scalable, is it also easy, mm-hmm. enjoyable, and efficient? Yes. Because if it's not those three things, then again, you haven't found your perfect and. No, no you have not. And the test is, because most people say, well, I don't know. I mean, if it's profitable and scalable, I could live with anything. That's not true. Pause right now. Don't wreck. Pause right now and think of a business that is profitable and scalable that you hate. I guarantee you there's one you wouldn't want to be involved in. The thing is you want to be, you want to enjoy walking in the, the door every single day. You want to wake up in the middle of the night excited about opportunity, not you can't sleep because you're miserable, because you have to go back in and live that problem that you've built. You don't want that. It should be easy for you. Just, just, ha- it's just almost so easy where people say, oh my gosh, how did you do that? That's sort of that, that's what we're talking about, easy. Not anybody can do it, so it's easy. It's easy for you. Because it addresses your skill sets and it's what you enjoy doing. Yes. I think that that's part of it. That is- unique ability. Only you can do. We've talked about that before with Andy Stanley. Do what only you can uniquely do, right? That's the easy, um, enjoyable, and efficient. The efficient is that it really it references that scalable. Can you do it and scale? Because there are a lot of people that they can do something and they, they enjoy it. Right, and it's easy for them, but if it's not going to build a business, just There's, call it a hobby. Yes, let's just cut to the chase. It's a hobby. Yes. Yeah. Very good, Lisa. I enjoy this one. And you're wearing all black. I think you should start wearing black every single time. I, I used to actually have just the uni- the black uniform, and wear black pretty much every day. So maybe I should go back to that. I think you should. All right. Listen, all right. if you want encouragement and confidence in your business, keep listening. If you want it faster and you want a simple strategy that's uh, that's practical and actionable that your team can implement, jump right into it, give us a call. Go to cypressresources.com. There's a get started button there. Click on it. Give us some information. We will set up a strategy call. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <music>